Good morning. As Father Michael has introduced the before mass, my name is Father Casey Duga. I am y'all new parochial vicar and the relief for Father Michael, particularly this week. He has thrown me into the deep end and has given me the keys to the kingdom as he goes on vacation. No, uh, so I'm very happy to be here. I'm very local. I grew up right down the road in New Iberia. At least I claim New Iberia as my home. Daddy was from Lauraville, Mama was from Rhinella. I just claim the middle ground. It's a lot easier to explain to people than saying Lauraville, and so people go, where? I'm like, never mind. No, but it's great to be here. I've been looking forward. I've been praying for all of you since I found out the Thursday before my ordination that I'd be coming here. So I'm very pleased to be here. And growing up, I grew up in a Catholic family. Um, graduated from Catholic High in 2013. Um, have one younger brother named Kelly, 23. He has no thoughts of the priesthood. Um, I, have this, I am the sacrificial lamb for him, he says. No, but it's been great and uh, it's been wonderful. And I'm so thankful, but I can very much relate to the prophet from today's first reading, the prophet Amos, particularly when he cries out against the, pro- uh, against the priest of Bethel. I come from no prophets. I am not from a company of prophets. This is not my normal trade. I am but a shepherd and a dresser of sycamore trees. And I can relate to that because when God calls a prophet, he usually calls someone that's least expected to be called. Yes, they had some guys who were in those company of prophets, the professional prophets of Israel. But many of the true ones, the powerful ones, he called out of the normal people. And I can relate to Amos with that, just being plucked out of his comfort zone, being plucked out of what was normal. For me, I was being groomed to be a chemical engineer. Uh, My grandfather was a driller for 40 years. Daddy was a mechanical engineer. And dad's like, the oil field is not safe, my son. Let's get you a safe trade. He wanted me to go be a chemical engineer. And that became a very awkward conversation whenever I decided to enter the seminary because he already aligned some internships with me. And it was very funny at the dinner table. Hey, dad, about the internship, he's like, you found a better one. I'm like, you can say that. The benefits are out of this world. So if you can't tell, I'm very much a character, and it's going to play off of Father Michael really well. But throughout all that, I can relate to this aspect of the theme from today's readings, that of hearing the Lord, of listening to his word, and it not being comfortable. Like I said, my dad was grooving me. We had my life planned out. We had the five to ten year track planned out. And it was very uncomfortable for me as I was in prayer to hear the Lord saying, this is, not what you, this is not what you're called to. I'm calling you to something different. And when I started hearing in prayer, I'm calling you to be my priest. I'm like, really, Lord? Are you kidding? I understand you are the author of all comedy, but really, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel here. I, I can barely speak. I can relate to Moses. I kind of had a stutter. Uh, I would get nervine in front of people and all that. But he says, no, I want you in. After eight years of seminary, I entered right out of high school, did four years at St. Joseph's in Covington, and then four years in New Orleans, and now here I am. He prepared me along the way. He drew me out of my comfort zone so he could bring me to a place where I could grow. Because if we're in our comfort zones, we never grow. We don't grow without challenge. A weightlifter does not lift heavier weights. He does not get stronger unless he goes beyond what his limit already is. A runner does not get faster unless he goes a longer distance than he's going to sprint. 
And thus, it's like that in the Christian life with trying to listen to the voice of God in our lives. You know, we hear scripture, we hear all these things, but it's hard sometimes because it's a still small voice. It's like when the prophet Elijah was on top of the mountaintop and you had the thunder and the lightning and the fire and all that, God's voice wasn't there. It was in the still small whisper and it was in that still small whisper that drew me out of myself, that shocked me out of my comfort zone that I began on this journey. And for many of us, if a prophet were to appear in our living room, we would probably listen carefully to what he had to say. At least we would assume that we would. But listening to God's word isn't always as easy as it appears. In today's first reading, for example, we have a true prophet of Israel, one chosen and sent by God to his people. And what happens? He's totally and utterly rejected. In fact, the the priest at Bethel goes, go down to Judah, go down to the Mboonies and go preach there for your bread. We don't want you here because you're making us uncomfortable. What you're saying, what you're calling us to goes against the popular opinion, the culture of today. We don't like this. Go away. And that is usually the reaction to many of the prophets throughout Israel's history. And they did this even to the point of uncomfortability of being martyred for the truth. Amos was simply calling the people of Israel to return back to the commandments to turn back to the basics of their faith and religion, to move away from their self-indulgent idolatries. And you would think that with God's authority and power behind him, everyone would hear him and obey what he has to say. But again, the message wasn't comfortable. It put them on the edge of their seat. And so what did they do but rejected it and sent him packing down south. The same phenomenon occurs in today's gospel. Jesus is giving instructions to his 12 apostles, the first bishops of our church, and the first pope, and he's preparing them for the reality where they're going to experience in their apostolic ministry. They're going to go out and spread the seeds of the gospel, but it's not always going to be received. In fact, in many places, it's going to be rejected, and it's going to be rejected even to the point that all of them, except for the beloved disciple John, will be martyred for the faith, but they go out nonetheless. And what does Jesus tell them? Because he, he's, he knows this is going to happen because of our human fallen nature and how that nature doesn't like to be pushed outside of its comfort zone. But the message of salvation does just that. It pushes us out of our comfort zone. It pushes us out of that comfort zone with those pet sins maybe we have in our lives. And it calls us to change of life. In Greek, the term is metanoia, a turning of the mind, a change of the heart. And it's never easy because inertia takes effect. You know, when an object stays, it is sitting at rest, it's a lot harder to get it to move and start moving. But once it starts moving, it's harder to stop. And that's what his word does in our hearts. It gets us moving. It gets us on the path. It gets us moving towards him. And today, the church is asking us to reflect on how well we listen to God's prophets, how well we listen to his words. How well do we hear the still, small voice with the ear of our heart in prayer? Are we selective listeners, picking and choosing according to what fits our comfort zone? Are we like, as I used to hear say them, cafeteria Catholics that goes, oh, I'll take a little helping of this scripture, I'll take a little helping of that teaching, I like this, I like that. Oh, that's difficult for me, I don't want that, I don't have no envy for that. And there's a lot of us that are like that sometimes, but no, 
if we're true followers of Christ, we're willing to love and obey him. We're willing to even pick up those difficult things, those, those pieces of the cross that really dig into our side. And we're willing to say with today's psalm, I will hear what God proclaims. This is an important question because our hearts are like the house described in today's gospel that Jesus mentions. If we welcome God's word, his grace will come and stay there within our hearts bringing peace, wisdom, and salvation. But if we don't, God's word will shake the dust from its feet and move on. St. Augustine, one of the early church fathers and probably one of the greatest minds of Western civilization used to say, beware of the grace of God that passes by and never to return again. Sometimes God with that still small voice is calling us to give a word, to do an action. But yet if our ears are not in tune, if we're not in frequency, we're going to miss it. If we're allowing the interference of the world and the culture and the popular opinion of today to drown out that small voice. And this very much reminds me, I have a great love for radio. In fact, one of my favorite radio stations is Cable 101.1. However, as I drive south towards New Iberia, I have a problem. There's another 101.1 station in the state out of New Orleans. And what ends up happening is when I'm on the highway, I start getting air interference. There's the station that I want to hear, but I start getting all this static and it starts cutting in and out. Well, that's what it's like for us in the Christian life. We're trying to hear the word of God. We're trying to hear the channel. But what ends up happening is we're getting all that interference and it's hard to hear the truth. But we have to train ourselves. We have to put ourselves into silence sometimes in prayer to hear that still small voice. And thus, once we hear that voice, once we have them in our hearts, what do we do then? Well, we become prophets too. Each and every one of us at the baptismal font was baptized priests. We were anointed priest, prophet, and king. We were anointed priests to offer good worship to God. We are called to be prophets. We're called to proclaim the truth of God into the world, the truth of the gospel, to go and make disciples. And then we are kings and queens because we are grafted into the royal family of God. And we're also called to build up that kingdom of God, to be good stewards of our time, our talent, our resources. And yes, even with our voice. And again, listening to God can be uncomfortable, not only for us, but maybe for those who we encounter through us. And there's no escape from this reality, but God loved us so much that he refused to let us vegetate in our comfort zones. No, he's always leading us further along the path of spiritual maturity. He's always calling us to go further up the mountain of Christian wisdom, courage, and holiness. And today he is inviting us to renew our commitment to be good listeners. And this mass, he will remind us that he is worthy of such a commitment. He will not let us down. He is the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep, particularly in that of the Eucharistic sacrifice. But what about those people whom Jesus is trying to reach, who are not here today, who don't hear via the live stream? How, how is he supposed to, how is his word supposed to reach them? How are they to hear and be pulled out of their comfort zones? It's through us. It's through me as a priest in my ministerial role. It's through you in your baptismal role as prophets. 
We are his messengers, his ambassadors, just like Amos, just like the first apostles and the first pope. We're called to be that voice in the world, even if it's unpopular. This week, we can follow that example by sharing with those around us the good news that God has shared with us. Now, I'm not saying go yell out on the street corner at cars passing by, but what I am saying is live out your Catholic faith authentically. Live it out with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. Then people will encounter us, and they'll say, there's something different there, and I want that. People are hungering today to encounter the truth, to encounter our Lord, but they don't even know it because of all the static and interference of popular culture and popular opinion. To give you an image, if you knew someone was about to take a poison in honey that was laced with honey, that the poison was hidden, would you not try and point it out to someone? that there's poison there? Would you not try to tell them where the truth, where the antidote is? Well, the antidote to the sin and selfishness to those idols that people make today is in the word of God. It's in encountering him in the sacraments. It's encountering him in the church where they receive life-giving nourishment. It's encountering our Lord who loved us so much that he gave himself up for us on the cross that all might not perish but have eternal life. Thus, we must ask ourselves, are our hearts in tune to hear that still small voice? And are we willing to go out of our comfort zones and live out the Christian life and call others to encounter our Lord Jesus Christ?